Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Keep Calm and Cope CoronaCast. Every Friday, my friends Marcy Shunk, Lindsay Griffiths, and Katie Barnard get together, and we chat about how we're doing, what are we doing, how are we doing what we're doing. And today's call will be led by Katie Barnard. And Katie, what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about seeking diversion. So how to put things in your brain that are not the coronavirus. And I may add to that, and are not the collapse of the global economy. Basically, how to- That'd be great. I, I'll, that's all I think about. Right, exactly. So how do we occupy our time, our hearts and our minds constructively or maybe destructively, but, but on things that are not about germs and recessions. So just out of curiosity, I just put up a Facebook post and I asked people what they were doing to distract themselves. And it was really interesting. There were 74 comments. So clearly, you know, people are using social media to distract themselves. Um, but some of the highlights, um, we had someone who learned how to make risotto. Um, a former coworker of mine said she spent more time working in her yard the last nine weeks than she has in the last nine years. Um, and she learned how to do tile. Um, there's a trend of making sourdough bread. In fact, one of my coworkers has sourdough starter um, ready for, for my girls to take home. Um, this was one of my favorites. I found the trim paint in our basement and took a teeny tiny paintbrush and touched up every nick on all of our woodwork and door frames today. I don't think that's normal, but it sure looks good. <laughs> some of the consistent things I was seeing, you know, some people did say they were learning new languages or researching their family trees, but I'd say, you know, easily 80% um, really involved the domestic arts, like cooking, gardening, home repair, crazy power cleaning. Um, at the same time, I saw that Lowe's sales are up 11.2%. You're, You're welcome, here. Lowe's. That would be me. Yeah, me too. Me this, too. this episode brought to you by Lowe's and. <laughs> um, but then also back, to, you know, Google published kind of some trends on what people are searching for. Um, not surprisingly, movie theaters are down 90%. Concerts are down 78%. Um, you know, home gyms are up almost 400%. And the interest in sewing, crochet, and games is, is basically doubled. Wow. Um, thinking about why that is, and maybe first of all, starting off with Lindsay and Susan, what are you doing to distract yourselves? Well, um, I am building and growing a new business and working like a mad woman, sitting at my desk at 6.30 or 7 in the morning and not looking up until it's 7 or 8 at night, realizing, oh my God, this is not healthy. This is not good. Now, my husband, on the other hand, he's outside in the yard hosting city council meetings, town hall meetings, very important meetings while, you know, sipping a beer and water in the lawn. I'm like, what, what am I doing wrong? You know, I think I need to get him on that paint thing. I like that whole touch up all the paint mix in the house. So, Lindsay, what are you doing? Uh, I'm doing a lot of things. I, I think the home stuff is true for me too. I spent most of last weekend in the yard um, doing a lot of yard work. 
Nice. Typically this time of year, I'm traveling a lot. So I don't start a lot of home projects because I'm always going to be away. So now I, I like, I painted a closet a couple weekends ago and finally I'm working <laughs> on clearing up in my office. Um, and uh, yeah, crocheting is big for me. I've taken up some um, sewing. I'm working on some paint by numbers. Um, yeah, a lot of that stuff. Cooking is also is big here too. Um, all all of those kinds of things. Uh, the domestic. Wow. Arts. I actually shout out to Lil because uh, I got a very funny box from them yesterday. They've they've come out with their own boxes, and on the bottom of the box it said, um, "We love you from the bottom of our box." Aww, that's <laughs> that was genius. Very I didn't get that box, and I go there almost every day. I guess you mail ordered, right? I did. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not actually going into the store, but, um, it said you are awesome on the inside, like on the inside flap. And then, uh, I'm home on the side of the box and then we oh. love you from the bottom of our box on the bottom. That yeah, is so sweet. I love that. Uh, send us a picture of that. I'm going to put it in the, uh, blog in the Facebook group. So I, no, will. I have to give Lowe's a shout out to, um, Kate, one of my bonus daughters and I went this weekend on our gardening binge because we're, we're doing that too. Um, and they absolutely had their act together. We had everyone yeah. masked. They had someone doing pre-checkout so you weren't standing in line. Um, it was just, it was something that made you feel in this new normal, um, just really safe and, and well taken care of. So go on Lowe's. I love awesome. Lowe's. So we, I say we go every day. We don't go every day. We go every Saturday and every Sunday um, because that's our only time out of the house and our lows here also, um, they taped off the floor so that you're practicing social distancing. Mm -hmm. All of the stations are open so that you don't have big lines where people are tempted to crowd. And yes, like before you even get into the store, they check for masks and I think they're doing it right. So let's give a big, uh, one more shout out to Lowe's. Um, and I'm tempted to mail order something just so I can get a love box. I want a love box. You know, usually when somebody gives you flap, it doesn't say loving things. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, it, so in my corner of the world, it's gardening. Um, we really tricked out our patio. And nice. then I got an Instapot and I'm somewhat obsessed with it. So wow, nice. That's the whole world. Um, I bought a hot so, yesterday, you know, ladies. A hot glue gun? A hot tub. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh nice. good. <laughs> but yeah, can I'm you believe it? So from sewing to crocheting to gardening, um, I'm lovingly calling this the revenge of home ec. Um, it's fascinating to me that the discipline <laughs> so many schools stopped teaching or, or took out of the curriculum is now being embraced by so many people. Um, so thinking about the revenge of home ec, do you think our collective need to nest right now is just boredom and stir craziness or is it something more profound? I think it, I don't know if it's profound, but I think, you know, I've talked to some of my friends about this and when you're sort of stuck at home and you're looking around the space that you're in, you want it to be a space that you enjoy. So I don't know if it is so much, um, you know, something that is, is really deep as much as it is wanting to be in a place that gives you comfort at this time, 
and you're just staring at it all the time. So I know like my sister and I were talking about this because she undertook a kitchen project and redid her kitchen and now she's redoing her bathroom. And uh, you know, a lot of that I think speaks to, you look at the same spaces all the time and you're like, what am I gonna do with this? Um, and I mean, the sewing and the crocheting a little bit, a little bit different, but you do sometimes feel like you wanna create something or, or do something different um, that allows you to, um, I guess, give back in a way um, or do something that's warm and comforting and sewing and crocheting can do that. Um, I'm, I'm a big crocheter. I've done it since I was five. Um, but I, I always do that. So I, I can't really speak to doing it for the first time during a pandemic. Well, Katie, I'll say that I think that we are learning what it means to integrate work-life uh, integration, like work-family um, because we we always talk about work-life balance i don't i don't believe that's a thing i don't think there's a you you integrate those and i think that this working from home is forcing us to do that and so we're learning how to uh, do the garden while still operating our business or uh, sew or knit or crochet a, a cap while still running a large organ a global organization like lindsay does so um I think that, you know, that is a beauty of this. That is something good that's coming of this, is that we're work-life integrating. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's a really interesting point, I think, too, because I know for me, I need both sides of that, especially when I'm deep into things at work, which is something that's very cerebral. I need to be doing things that are very physical and creative so that I'm using my hands and, and sort of the right side of my brain or I'm not as good at my job. Um, when, I'm, when I step away from my job and I do things that are more creative, I find that that opens up that piece of my brain that allows me to be better at my job. So I, you're right with that integration piece that it makes me much better all around as a person. You sound like Dan Pink promoting his book, A Whole New Mind, which is a great book. <laughs> and speaking and of that, I am reading. You have a question that you posed that you said, well, well, you put, know. Put a pin in that. We'll, we'll get right there. I have one quick follow-up question for Lindsay. Okay. Sure. I really appreciate what you said about keeping your hands busy and kind of engaging different parts of your brain. Something that was fascinating to me when I posted on Facebook asking people what their distractions were. I specifically said, do you have any new shows or hobbies, et cetera? And out of 74 responses, I don't think I saw one comment about binging TV. And this is a group, I mean, I know my friends and I know, you know, we're all pop culture junkies and in this, you know, in these unprecedented times, <laughs> are we finding more of a need for you know, getting our hands in the dirt and creation of things versus passive entertainment. And is that speaking to some kind of psychological hunger? I'm just amusing here, but, but we're really, it seems like people are embracing more active, engaging forms of entertainment versus where maybe we were six months ago of Netflix and chill. It's interesting that you say that, and I, I have discussed that a little bit with some people, and I, I think yes is the answer to that, and for two reasons. One, I think when you're working from home, you're spending so much time in front of your screen that you, you do feel that need to do something else when you're not having to be in front of that screen. So 
I've talked to you know some of my friends who are teachers or friends who are, are business owners or business people, and they you know it's like if you're if you're trying to do something social with them, they're saying I I just can't do one more Zoom meeting. I you know I'm I'm really sorry, but I just can't. <laughs> and you know I feel a lot the same way, and so I do tend to put on the TV. But it's at like 10 o'clock at night, which for me is really not like me. I'll listen to a podcast when I'm making dinner or music, but I just, I, I can't put the TV on and I love TV. I'll, I'll watch anything. Um, and even with my friends, we'll do some Netflix parties and, and things like that. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. Um, and I, I think it's because we're doing so much other screen work. So Sometimes I'll binge watch a show, but it's not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not rushing right to it. Um, and I think, you know, maybe we were doing that right at the beginning of the pandemic, but it got old pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, we've been watching The Last Dance, which I love, um, but it's like, I, it needs to be something that I love for me yes. to be really excited about TV right now. Um, yeah. Just, yeah, I can't, I can't just sit and zone out anymore. And I think we know it's always available at the moment. Um, and so that's the other thing. It's, you know, I, I was talking to a friend about this the other day. Um, because we've got all this time or all this perceived time, we've run out of excuses. Like, you know, there's certain projects where we're like, well, yeah, when I'm not so busy, I'll do that. And then you realize you're not doing it when you're home. And so it turns out it wasn't because you were busy. Um, and the same thing I think applies to TV. It's like, I just assumed I would spend all this time watching TV and it's, it's, it turns out I, I don't, um, because I just, I, I really want to watch things that speak to me or inspire me in some way or mean something because, um, I think we all just want a little more meaning at the moment or, or, or comfort. Um, you know, I've talked to a lot of friends who they don't want to watch things they haven't watched before because there's some anxiety and not knowing what the ending's going to be. So people are just comfort watching things and, and there's yeah. something said for that too. Susan, going back to your point and thank you for your patience with me. Um, you know, I was curious when I, when I did my informal Facebook survey, um, there wasn't a lot of talk of reading. Um, are we so burnt out on the news that reading is too much right now, but you said you are still doing a lot of reading. Honestly, I think it's also generational. I'm older, so I read books. A lot of people listen to books now. Um, I shared a book with someone, a friend of mine who works at Amazon, and she said, you know, I don't read books. And I said, no, I didn't know that, or I wouldn't have bought and sent you the book. And she said, um, I download books. I listen to books. And I'm like, oh, okay. So people are filling their minds with things in various communication channels, not always the good old fashioned hardcover book. I like to dog ear the pages, take notes, write in the book. I also order Kindle versions sometimes just to say I'm cool, like all the Kindle people out there. But I really love my old fashioned hard copy books. I, I could have a, a library in my home if I had a decent home with room for a library. Um, yeah, so I've been reading business books. I've been reading feel-good books. I've been reading, um, you know, rereading How to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci, which is one of my most favorite books on the planet. Um, I connected the other day on the phone with Andrew Sobel, and now I'm reading, he sent me his own book, like through the mail. It starts with clients, which is a very powerful, powerful business development best practices book. And then I also got a book in the mail from a good friend of ours, Jennifer Bankston. We all know and love Jen. 
she sent me a book called Essentialism, which I can't wait to dig into. It's a New York Times bestseller. So yeah, when I am not at this laptop, you know, morning, noon, and night, I grab a book and then I doze off reading it and then I have to reread that chapter the next day. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading a book about Winston Churchill. That's my night Oh, reading. nice. Nice. But yeah, it's, you know, the bombing of London is not necessarily the most relaxing. No. I'm reading White Fragility, so also not the most relaxing nighttime reading. When you both have time, read Warmth of Other Suns, but you're going to have to put it down and cry and forget you were reading it and then pick it up again. It is so, like, heart-ripping, but it, it's a must-read. It's a must-read, so... Warmth of Other Suns. Okay. So Lindsay, earlier this week, circulated a really helpful article um, entitled Sneaky Ways Your Coronavirus Anxiety is Coming Out. And I don't know that anyone would have forecasted, you know, painting your baseboards with a, a trim brush or banana bread is <laughs> a sign of anxiety. Uh, this expert is saying that, that it may be. Um, that excessive enthusiasm or extreme productivity may be a coping mechanism or how your anxiety is presenting. Yes. Um, I'm thinking through this and, and for me, um, I had an old boss who used to say that a woman's home is a metaphor for self. And, you know, as I've been, you know, trying to have the perfect grocery list and get the patio together um, and have a heightened sensitivity to clutter right now. It is kind of thinking about, okay, is this a metaphor for self of, am I trying to control what I can to, to feel like I'm in control of something? Mm -hmm. um, to me, that was, you know, maybe Instapot is cheaper than Xanax. <laughs> Do you the Zen Buddhists would say that a clean, um, tidy, orderly home or desk or office or whatever your space is indicative of a clean, clear, calm, mindful headspace. Yeah. Do you feel like there's been um, a relationship between your desire to nest, garden, knit, crochet, bake, read, and your level of anxiety? Not for me. I just, I'm, I'm the outlier that has really enjoyed this time stuck at home with my boys so i'm probably not the one to ask sorry <laughs> i'm always I, the center <laughs> yeah i mean mine is mine is funny because i find for me i've had more depression during this than anxiety so um for me it's that's been the more the focus and so um, I, when I do feel productive, I try to jump on it and, uh, and that helps me feel better. Um, so that's less a function of anxiety for me. Um, and, but I definitely see like when I'm not doing things around the house and the mm -hmm. clutter builds up and it's not as clean, then I'm, I know I'm not feeling as well mentally and I can tell like, okay, I have to do something different, you know, and that for me was also when things were not going well was when I was like, okay, that's a sign that I need to call my therapist and really start talking to her about what's going on. Yeah, for me, I think the anxiety comes into having 
when we have we have half the time we have um, my three bonus daughters. So it's you know four kids in the house, all of whom need three meals a day. Two of whom are aspiring vegans. Um, doing the meal planning, feeling like the need to be super mom and that every meal has to be a great one and everyone needs to be happy. <laughs> and also, you know, things should be exciting and new and different because otherwise we eat the same meals all the time. Your husband cook? Pardon? Does your husband cook? I'd say he would. I mean, it, it's not all on me. I, it's absolutely a burden I take on, um, but it's trying to make quarantine happy for everyone else is when I get the most anxious. Yes. And I think that's when it's like, oh, I could try these recipes. So do the girls cook? That's a really long story. <laughs> that's worthy of it. I know those girls. Look, let me tell you something. I'm going to be, you know, unsinkable Molly, whatever her name was, Brown. Um, those girls can read. Those girls can read an Instapot recipe. Those girls can cook. They should be cooking for you. <laughs> They are wonderful girls. We just have a number of dietary challenges in the house, but they can still read and cook those things that are vegan. I know I have a keto husband, a nothing but meat and rice and potato eating son. And then I had a vegan stepdaughter living here. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to even pretend to be all things to everyone. You make your own meals. <laughs> But there were, you know, much older than your girls to say, you know, yeah. in, in their. Yes. Yeah. Hey, my eight-year-old would eat a hand grenade. So God bless. <laughs> um, okay. So do these distractions work? Yeah, I think that's a good question. Um, Yes and no. I think you have to recognize them for what they are and still deal with the feelings. Um, because, you know, that's true with any feelings that you have. Um, if you don't deal with them and you try to mask them or stuff them down, at some point they're going to show up. So um, you've got to feel them and acknowledge that they're there and go through them. Um, if you use the distractions as a coping mechanism for the feelings, that's great. And it has the side benefit of improving your house and passing the time. So all of those things are fine. But if you're using them as a way to mask what you're going through, the feelings are going to come back at some point and you're just going to have them anyway. So um, I think it, it depends on, on what your purpose is. Crazy how that is just a recurring thread through almost every podcast, isn't it? <laughs> Grown-ups and own what we're dealing with and proactively and, you know, maturely um, acknowledge it, address it, and process it because we can't just make it disappear. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I'm guilty of that when it comes to all things my mother. Y'all know that I eat my feelings or drink wine and eat Asiago cheese, my feelings when it comes to my mother. So I'm not perfect. And this, my issues have nothing to do with coronavirus or COVID-19 or being stuck at home. Mine have to do with the inability to do anything to help my mother's situation outside of what I'm doing. And that's not 
it doesn't look to be great. <laughs> it's the best I can do, but it doesn't look to be great. Yeah. Asiago cheese is a valid hobby though. <laughs> I, I'm good. That's my superpower. <laughs> I can drink Chardonnay Asia and eat Asiago cheese with wheat thins like nobody's business. <laughs> I've been eating goat cheese with wheat thins. It's really good. <laughs> Yum. Maybe, maybe goat cheese will be my cheese of the month for June. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> So over the past, you know, four to six weeks, Susan, as, as you've become increasingly uh, busy with, with the business and Lindsay, as you know, you've kind of found equilibrium and between hobbies and work and, and all the things, have you seen your news consumption decrease at all? Yes. Um, Perfectly. I yeah, I've never been big into watching the news. Um, mine's about the same, I'd say. I do usually like to watch our police chief's uh, Thursday night briefing, although I've missed it for various reasons the last two weeks. Um, but that's about all I watch for the news. Yeah, I've definitely found that my news tolerance has, has gone down and my ability to cruise Instapot recipes is limitless. <laughs> Hey, ladies, I discovered Pinterest only recently, and it's addictive. So if you're into that kind of thing, you might want to check it out. Oh, I went through that a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, people were like, Susan, you're so prolific on Facebook. And I'm like, get ready to rock and roll, because I've discovered Pinterest. <laughs> Did you have any, at the beginning of this quarantine, when we were all so naive and fresh, <laughs> and smelled good and right. showered daily and well groomed um did you have any aspirations for a new hobby or skill that went by the wayside and for me I remember it was I'm gonna do a bar workout every day and I'm going to have my friend Stacy teach me Spanish and not so much <laughs> I mean, I've probably done my husband had workouts. I'm walking like a fiend because I can do that with the baby. Yeah. Uh, my yeah. husband wanted to teach no himself. He wanted to teach himself to play guitar, and I put a kibosh to. I mean, I was like, no, oh my god, my ears are bleeding. Like he was pulling <laughs> it up on the internet, and he was playing the guitar, or and I'm using air quotes when I say playing the guitar and I was like, okay, you need to take up a new hobby. This is just not happening learn to cook. <laughs> um, I was going to do yoga every day, which I did for like 35 days. And, yeah. I haven't been so good about it lately. And I really do need to get back to it because it was good for me for a lot of reasons. Um, other things I have been good about meditation. I've only missed a couple of days. Um, and otherwise I've been keeping up that up the whole time. Um, and I have really recommitted to working on learning German. It's not easy. <laughs> I'm, it's not, I'm not crossing that barrier yet of language development. So, um, I've been working on it for like three years and I'm just not very good at it. <laughs> so I have to really commit to more than like 10 minutes a day. I walked 77 miles in April. So. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Hey, you know, just keep on keeping on. That may go by the wayside when it gets to be about 400 degrees here in the summer, but. 
Yeah, seriously. On joint wellness. Um, one wrap up, just, you know, thinking we've talked a little bit about what parts of this phase may become permanent, um, what parts of this corona quarantine may be, you know, become just part of our normal daily lives long after the coronavirus. Do you think these new hobbies are here to stay? Or do you think this time next year, this time in two years, we're going to have scraggly gardens and ratchet paint trim and <laughs> and we'll all be uh, ordering takeout all the time again do you do you think uh we're we're actually converted or is this just a flash in the pan oh um i hope that some of them do stay i think you know it depends on what things look like post quarantine um you know i i am hoping i get back to traveling because that has been such an important part of my life um so uh i really do hope to get back to that and that will obviously have an impact on how much i can do at home um but you know my my garden i'm hoping that i'm able to get it to the point where the basics are there and it just requires some tending which would be nice and same thing with my house you know i would like to get it to the point where i just need to do some updates rather than any sort of major things to it which would also be nice um, and then you know developing some of the skills that we have uh, where we could go back to practicing some of them rather than having to start from the beginning that would be good too and getting some of the the athletic foundations in there and just you know keeping some of those things going um you know i, I want to keep doing the meditation and having a home yoga practice would be great so um for some people i think maybe they will go by the wayside but you know i'm hoping we can keep a lot of these things going i don't know what you think susan i think that i'm going to do just fine continuing to dip into my new hot tub <laughs> And eat your cheese and drink your wine. Eat my cheese and drink my wine. <laughs> Are you going to eat the cheese in the hot tub? You betcha, sister. I think you have to. You have to. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to get out of the hot tub to actually get a piece of cheese? No, bring the cheese with you into the hot tub. That's right. In fact, I may bring my laptop into the hot tub. That's my new office, you know. I've redecorated my office space. <laughs> Who needs an office when you have a hot tub? It's like the new waterbed, the waterbed of <laughs> this, this century. Maybe so pruny? <laughs> I think so, because that's my best chance at getting skinny. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Maybe the Asiago cheese will plump out all those wrinkles I'll get from being so pruny. <laughs> anyway, I love these talks. I love you ladies. This has been great fun. Anything else we should talk about, Katie? You know, I'll take any Instapot recipes you may have. <laughs> you know, I have a, an Instapot in a box. It hasn't been taken out of the box in two years, but I heard great things about it, which is what prompted me to buy it. So maybe made, you, maybe you inspired this, me. I made this Thai chicken ramen situation. Oh, and it unbelievable. It was so good. I get it out. I've only made hard-boiled eggs in my Instapot, so I would also take recipes. It's sitting on my counter. It's been there for two years. <laughs> hey, I'm going to make hard-boiled eggs in my hot tub. <laughs> you can put them with your cheese, get some bread. Yes. <laughs> One-stop shopping. I love it. I love y'all. Ladies, have a wonderful week. I will see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Bye.